Hi, my name is Danielle Weber and this is Uncommon. Uncommon is a production focused on the why of business, media, and marketing. It's made by my team at Neural, a digital agency for challenger brands and talent. To learn more, just visit neural.com. That's N-E-U-R-A-L-L-E.com. My guest this week is Danielle Weber, back in after four years since we last spoke. Crazy. Uh, so NFT creator, artist, Pino and Picasso and Malvin. I feel like you bought that just after we had you Been in. Been like over two years now. So it was like just before COVID hit. <laughs> so it was 2019. Yeah, 20, right. end of 2019. And yeah. also cheers to uh, the new studio cheers. space. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers to your new studio space Yeah, we too. both uh, Bloody we both going finally... up in the world at the same time, <laughs> literally. So. You got to drink a bit. You have to cheers and drink. Yeah, just start. Just note that it's like two p.m. on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> it's not ten a.m. It's, it's not ten a.m. Um, it's five o'clock in the world somewhere. When did you go? All right, I've got to buy this thing because I, I sort of had that epiphany when we were looking at rentals and we were like, "This is fucked." in terms of how much it was and how I was going to basically have to put all this money into sprucing up someone else's space. Okay. And COVID had happened. Yeah. And I was like, it's so cheap to buy commercial now in certain areas. Yeah. Why not buy yeah. it and rent yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, Did you have anything like that? Um, are we talking about my studio or Pino? Yeah, yeah. Uh, your studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my studio, I was in like a, I guess, a warehouse space and there was some, there was other people in there and I, there was just a lot going on. I found that I wasn't going there. So I was like paying rent for like a year and a half and I just wasn't utilizing the space. And I think I looked at rent and I was like, this is just crazy. Like, you mm. know, for what you get as well. And then like storefronts were crazy as well. And so I sort of just said to a few, few real estate agents, I was like, you know, the only thing about commercials, you have like a massive deposit, but I was just like, if you, if anything pops up, let me know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that that new business park popped up, and I mean, I bought in um, off the plan, second stage. Okay, um, it was just before COVID hit, so I had committed, Whoa. and then this worldwide shitstorm eventuated, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, like you know, as a creative, everything's like up and down, roller coaster. So in terms of timing. Uh, it probably wasn't the greatest, but I uh, doubled down that year and just made it happen and um, have my own studio, studio space. And it'd been like, you know, 10, 12 years not having any form of organization. You know, people would come to my house to pick up pieces. It was like no professionalism whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Like, just come to my back room yeah, and pick like up your painting. We, like, we did the podcast and we'd have like politicians in and be like, oh, this is nice. Welcome this is to your my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember you. So you were in like the front room of your parents' place. Yeah. So over the years, it was like in the middle of the kitchen. I used to just literally sit like splat bang in the middle of the kitchen in everyone's way and just paint. Uh, and then it was like a spare room and then it was like the back room. So I've just taken over everyone else's space for the last 10 years. So, yeah, right. And there was like a room for my prints and then like garage and then just things like tucked in every little like place I could find. So <laughs> most of the time I was like buying equipment that I didn't even need because I couldn't locate it. And so now like I have everything. I was like, when I have my own space, it's going to be organized. I'm going to know exactly what I have. And yeah, long time coming. But You're well, an only child, right? No. Really? Nah, I've got a brother and a sister. Really? Yeah. Why have I, I've never seen these individuals <laughs> on social media. I think um I think I keep my private life like on my family life pretty like I'm very family orientated and I spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. Um but people wouldn't even know that from yeah, the sidelines. I had no idea and I've done my research. Apart from over shout the out years. to my brother today, he called me in like one of the most stressful times and I told him to mm, Fuck mm, off. Mm, yeah. <laughs> are, they, are they both older or younger? Older, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I just assumed you were an only child and it made sense, like, your parents letting you take over. Everything. <laughs> everything, that, you know, like, because Lauren's got that. Like, her parents were just – it's weird for me being the oldest. Like, my parents would be like, well, you could do this on your own or, like, uh, just the relationship Set is completely free, different. Like- you're responsible from the get-go. Pretty much. Pretty much. Whereas with Lauren, like anything, they'll help with anything. I'm like, this is yeah. so weird. Yeah. This yeah. is nice. That's like literally like me, which I'm so grateful for. And people ask like, how do you have that time 
in the day. And I'm like, because my parents are literally, they, they're my like two angels on my shoulders. They do so much for me still. And of course, if, you know, they stopped enjoying it, then I'd be like, okay, I'll be responsible now. Yeah, <laughs> but they, 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 you know, I hope they love it. And it's just like, yeah, it's sort of like I'm doing this thanks to them. Like they, they encourage me to pursue this whole um, world, whirlwind of art. So um, to have them along for the ride, fully immersed in it as well. They know everything that's going on. You know, it's good to have like a vent, venting station as well. And yeah, so like it's, <laughs> hopefully they love it as much as I love having them on board. Your dad's still obviously he's like your fixer, it sounds like. Yeah. One of the notes I had was around like what do you miss from the days of like adjusting you and your dad? Yeah. Like uh, let's say five years ago where things were very different. Yeah. Is there anything you miss from that period of time? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean there was probably less like stresses or factors or like moving parts to my business back then so it was probably a bit more carefree um, whereas there's a little bit more going on so you, you sort of the time that you have to fluff around and joke around mm. and we, we used to go stay places for a couple of extra days here and there while we're working. So no, I think it's all a journey and I, I, I mean I don't, yeah, it's just crazy to have him on board too as well. Like I think it has been about five, six years now that he's been working with me for. Yeah. So yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how the obligations change over time. Yeah. And every time it gets more intense and then you become used to it. Yeah. Um, you just level up from there. You level up, yeah, and you, I yeah. can see how that would that would change for you over time. Yeah. Um, so definitely. let's update people for Brand Danny in 2022. So we've got from last we had you it was March 2018. So like you said, 2019, Pino and Picasso and Malvin. Yep. Studio space. 2019 was a crazy. I think that was the year that, year that Arnold. I met Arnold Schwarzenegger and went to his house and stuff. So that right. was a busy year. Didn't he also? come here for that event? Yes, that's where he yep, saw my work. Okay. Yeah. And then obviously like the Prince had already been expanding, the Prince business, let's call it. Yep. And then the NFT. So when you look back at COVID now, the last two years, let's say, and I don't I don't know about you, but I don't think we're ever going back into a lockdown. I don't think there's any political will for I it. I believe no, yeah. Particularly when we have this many cases a day. Yeah. What was the the biggest insight you picked up from that period of time? Definitely people either doubling down or falling behind the the times. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people shifted. They realised that there was, you know, that moving forward, you know, we are in an, already in a, have a digital world and I think people realised that it'll become more apparent moving forward. Uh, you know, they put their put all their ducks in a row, um, shifted to online, you know, courses online, things like that. So I think people really either took advantage of like being locked down or they perhaps were just, I guess, flattened by it, which a lot of people were, which is so sad to see. Um, I mean, I probably flattened me for a couple of weeks and then I was like, you know what? No one actually cares what's going on in your life at the moment. So you either take, you take responsibility and realize that like, yeah, it might be shit. Um, but let's just see how we can shift and what what time like we had so much time like so much in so hindsight. much time like what can you do in your days yeah you lost motivated motivation here and there and but like instead of watching Netflix for two years what can you do to actually <laughs> yeah. which some people literally did like yeah. what can you do in that time so I was like okay let's look into building an online course let's look I was already involved in crypto but let's take a little bit more time to look into that uh let's, you know, like get my online spaces up and running. You know, I've got an artist community now, um, set some things up that I literally would never have had time to do. It's time in the studio to create my canvases that mm. were sort of like lo- like lingering on in the background because I'd just been smashing out mural after mural. So, yeah. yeah. So I think that was the biggest insight is people just shifting and, and realising what's important too, like family, you know, what, what you have, like being grateful for what you have around you and sort of being like everyone just sort of would leave reality every now and then, go travel and do this and that. And I think everyone just was stripped back raw and had to really evaluate what was, what was going on. I, I wonder, like, did you find an uptick or a downtick initially of people? Like, did you ever have that impact of, you know, how everything was like really driven in the first lockdown year around buying shit online? Massive so an, year online. Okay. Yeah. Because like I remember we had clients at the time who were sort of in like the furniture, like furniture seemed to be one of those weird things that yeah. just went ballistic. Yeah. But also sounds like, yeah, that experimentation was a big thing for you. Yeah. 
And I think now when I look back at it, it was really a period where we could just work out what we were going to be good at. Yeah, um, definitely. Like that, I, I remember we did so many dumb fucking things. So we had, uh, <laughs> do you remember this jacket? We had like the the Neural Social Club thing where we were going to like um, have like a subscription service for influencers who were like at a certain level and didn't meet like the threshold of, um, you know, needing really to be managed and it was just such a waste of time but also a valuable <laughs> I did a lot lesson. of waste of time things as well, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> like we set up this whole thing where, you know, you you pay and you go into the Discord and all that sort of stuff and I don't know. In hindsight, obviously not worth it but also it taught us that it was not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not doing it now where things are back to normal. And and that's the thing. I feel like people had a bit of time to make those. Well, I know. I mean, I never see them as mistakes. I just see them as like little stepping Listen. stones and like, okay, that's exactly what I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, and that's why everyone's like, oh, I wasted my time, you know. And it's just like, well, you've just figured out what you don't want to do. Like, mm. it's really not, you know, you're going to probably um, be confronted with that situation at some point, you know. So better off yeah. doing it in lockdown when you're fluffing around for two years. So, yeah, no, nah, it's cool to hear. What do you think you never go back to from that period of time? Oh, I did try the Netflix thing for a while. Yeah. Like that is just a, a rabbit hole. Like I don't I don't know how people do it. Like you, you start one series and it's addictive. Like as in what, watching it? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, like most people are like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like that's normal. But like and most of the time you're sitting and you're like, what am I watching? Like why am I watching this? Yeah, I suffer from decision fatigue with Netflix. Like yeah. I look at stuff and there's too much. Yeah, but and that's what I mean. Like yeah. you spend like time like, and so that's something I think, you know, I might enjoy a movie here and there. I love watching like documentaries and um, biographies and things like that. But I think the Netflix, like I did do the binge for a while there and I feel like it just really messes with your mental health. Like you feel like you've did not achieved anything. Yeah. And it's just so that I'll never go back to that. And if you're you're the the type of personality that you are an A type, like really focused mm, on things, yeah. yeah, it can bug the fuck out of you. Yeah. So what then do you when you like peace out, when you're zoning out, what do you consume? Are you just like doom scrolling on social media? Yeah, I do a bit of that. Um, because I find that the the most like I struggle watching Netflix and I'll just pick out my phone, start screen sharing to the TV so Lauren can watch what I'm looking at. <laughs> That's because, so cool. And then just look it's at it. It's so much TikToks. more interesting watching someone else's feed than yourself. <laughs> like it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to watch it together, but sometimes it's just easier when you're on opposite ends of the couch. Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't like the disjointedness of I'm your both I'm trying to shit. read. Okay. But I, my eyes seem to go over the page and nothing goes in the brain. So <laughs> that's like I went, I, I took Gary V's book away with me um, and everyone's like, but if it's a good book, like you'll be able to read it. I'm like, it, like I've read good books and it still doesn't work. But um, I read 24 pages in two weeks. So that, that was not bad. I just think it was just, I, it was <laughs> like. I get what they're saying. Like I, it sounds like you've just not found what you like. Mm. We had a friend. We have a friend. She's still alive. Uh, we caught up with her recently and she got really into reading over the break and it was the thing that I said to her. It's just like find the style of book that you yeah. really like and she's dyslexic. Okay. So she really struggles to read. And uh, she's also got synesthesia where okay. you like see colours and shit uh, with words. Anyway, she found biographies. And she's like, I found a biography, was gifted. Most of the time it's like they're being given as a gift. Yeah. And she's gone deep on that. And now she just churns through books. Really? And she was not, if you ask Lauren after this, she is not the type to read. Like she would struggle to get five pages. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, that's me. So <laughs> I can listen to them though. Yeah, listening, that's see, even that's fine. But I don't know. I find like reading a physical book is mm. just different. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and as well, what was I going to say, with the books, like um, now today because I buy so many books and I read so prolifically, if I can't get into it in the first like 20 to 50 pages, it's sort of like when you start a series and yeah. the first episode you can't get into it. Oh, okay, yeah. Just drop it. Abort, yeah, mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you like later. life's too short. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know I mean? so same with the book. Yeah, so you and your so book, 24 pages Gary in. Gary No, I'm not saying Gary Vee's shit. I'm just saying <laughs> It could be. I don't know. Like, it's, it's just cool. not for you. Yeah. You know, like you, could, you consume his content, right, digitally. Maybe it's enough. Maybe that's enough. Mm. I remember I had like a real Gary Vee stage, but then 
I sort of like grew out of it. And then I came back into Gary Vee because he got into like the NFT stuff. Yes. And I always watch his talks about NFTs. But like if he talks about content. Yeah. Content. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm done. <laughs> I just, I can't tune in. It's not for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. What? Okay, let's talk about Pino. We can turn P- that into like a meme or something. Yeah. Like that's t- coming out. Like, no, do you, have you seen gift? the guy on TikTok and he's like, like he's talking about blueberries? Yes, like, yes, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Okay, Pino, Picasso, Mulvin. Now, this was definitely a trend yep. happening just before COVID where like all of a sudden I'm hearing about girlfriends and friends going to these places and they go fucking painting and get boozed. And, and just blah, get blah, hammered blah. and paint. Sounds fun. Where, <laughs> I think it was a brilliant move, move by yourself because it's obvious like – You've got the process and then you can also have like your art up on the wall and stuff like that. Yeah. Where did the idea come from? Who Did someone approach you? Yeah. How did you look into it? Yeah, so uh, I mean I've always wanted to do something like that but I, of, of course like with everything else going on it's like I can't actually take on something like that myself solely. So when they approached me I was like this is fantastic. Um, okay. And who's they? Aaron is and that James, Pino and Picasso? Business partners in um, right. New South Wales and they started them up there and now – I don't even, I've lost count of how many, more than 40 or something across um, Australia and New Zealand, actually. So, and they own all. Pino Picasso. Um, they're franchise, a lot of them, okay. um, but I've just got 25% in the Malvern one. Yeah. So, um, obviously, it just aligned with everything I love about art. And uh, I mean, and it's just in such a fun and no, like, you know, no, like, no no pressure in the situation. Everyone, you just want them to go there and have a great time. Um, and I really believe that just having a good paint sesh, alcohol aside, like is <laughs> – Good paint sesh. Good paint sesh <laughs> is just so good for the soul. And, you know, you mm. walk out of there, it's, you know, similar to – I was always interested in art therapy. Um, I didn't quite – grasp the psychology um, psychology side so maybe I'll t- you know tap into that when I'm a bit older but uh, I feel like yeah it, it just aligned with what I love I like I you know I've had friends come over and paint in my studio when they're not feeling so great and you know that <laughs> that that for me um, you know seeing how people walk out of those sessions um, and just bonding and even like finding a talent that they didn't know they had so yeah so super fun I think it was a really tough time to open a business like obviously we didn't know what we're in for Um, we pretty much spent most of the two years like locked down essentially Um, so brutal yeah so but it's really busy now hopefully we can get some momentum I think it was just not knowing when we're going to get locked down again it's so hard to build that momentum up again Mm. Um, but yeah the the really good team like the girls are amazing um, and there's a lot more in Melbourne now too so it's expanding what's your involvement there today is it just ownership or do they um, do you purposely go down and do a lesson once in a blue moon how do you look at it now yeah, so I've done a few like online during COVID. I was taking some online classes, um, which was really, really fun. And it's so funny because everyone's like, I, like it stresses me out taking the class. They're like, what do you mean? You can paint these big murals. And I'm just like, oh, my God, can I teach people this? Like it's really hard. <laughs> like, and they're yeah. like, you're fine. So it was a good challenge to actually like jump on and teach people. And, um, yeah, so I just like I try to help like prom- obviously social media promotion um, and, you know, for like a groups that need to be looked after to go in, I'll help coordinate that as well. I go in every now and then. Obviously I like try to um, – stay as much like engaged and on top of everything as I can, but it depends on like my schedule as well. So Yeah, you're not gonna be in there day to day. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, do you take the classes? I'm like, I wish <laughs> I wish I had nah, like bro, sorry. hours. But yeah, I'm <laughs> not gonna be there on Saturday night and Sunday. Like it's yeah. No, that would be yeah. that would I remember we used to have this ad on the podcast. The Dan Monheit, I think he's in next week. He he would always give me shit about because like uh, what was the ad, Jacob? It was like uh, you would get a personal call with Jordan and blah blah. And he's like, oh hi, I'm just calling to get my personal call with Jordan. And That's like, so funny. He'd always get. He's like, dude, you need to take that down today, uh, which is so funny. Yesterday. Um, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Um, the art therapy thing's interesting. So is it like? Because I would imagine. It's sort of like when you go to a psych and they're like, have you ever tried journaling? Yeah. Journaling's a nice therapeutic, and it is because you're basically taking what's in your head and just spin it out, it out on paper. Yeah. How would that translate with painting? Is it literally just like you're, you're trying to convert your emotions into something or is it the pro, really the process of painting sort of puts you in like a, 
a meditative sort of space. I think it's a bit of both. I think, I look, I, as I said, I don't know the ins and outs of the psychology behind it so much, but I guess it is a form of expression um, and a but, form of express, expressing yourself. And it does, like when you paint, like you sort of go, you know, you're in your own little world and I feel like it, um, yeah, so not sure. It depends on, you know. Um, like I, for you, do you feel like it's a, like a flow state? Yes, almost? yeah, um, to a point where like if I have, you know, a meeting in an hour and I know I've got that hour to paint, I actually won't start painting because I know that like I can't get into that flow state if I know I don't have a solid window oh, really? of creating. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's like a big like, oh, I'm just going to fluff around for the next hour because can't start painting anyway. So okay. yeah, yeah. So because like I sort of like really just like to know that I have like endless time. I'm not, you know, restricted. I don't have to stop anytime soon. So if I get into that state, the thought of like then having to stop is – is disappointing. So, um, yeah. So art therapy, like, I mean, it is, yeah, form of expression and they use it for treatment. Um, and I mean, in all different clientele, um, I'm not going to go into that because I don't, as I said, I'm not (laughs) well educated around it, but yeah, the general consensus I think is, yeah. So your week or your day, like let's take it, today's an example is a tough one because it sounds like you've had a bunch of meetings. Mm. How, when you block out time for painting, uh, one, how often, how big is the gap? Is it like a solid two to three hours? And two, of those times throughout the week, what percentage of those related to your own free painting Yeah. versus stuff that's like on commission or that you have to do? Yeah. So I think as we sort of just touched on before, as the business has grown, there's been less and less time for me to paint, which is a terrifying um, I guess, <laughs> thought for a lot of people. But in saying that, I do appreciate the time that I do get when I when I paint it. So I do, like, I try not to waste that time. So when I have a mural, then I'll block out a week or however long it would be and it will be oh, wow. on for, like, I will not have, like... Non-stop the whole non-stop day. Non-stop the whole way through. Mentally, like, I need to have that um, that clarity and I can't have anything interrupt that okay. um, when I'm on a mural. So, uh, yeah, so because people are like, oh, you can like start that and then like start another project. I'm like, I, I can't. Like I need <laughs> to just start it and finish it and that's it. So, but when it comes to Canvas, it's like, yeah, today I had, um, you know, I got told about a, a Nike deadline at 4 p.m. yesterday and it had to be in today. But I was like, okay, well, I've got a meeting what at 11 fuck? and I've got this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like, okay, so I stayed up all last night. I was supposed to paint last night, but I was just like, nope, that's not going to happen. Stayed up all last night, did that, had a meeting at 11. And then obviously we're here and it's just been a crazy day in between that, all the other calls and meetings It's good and to stuff. know that I was not the only one up late last night. I, yeah. I said to myself last night, like a, we had a chilled night with friends and there's a bunch of contracts and big deals that we're finalizing with lawyers and stuff and I said to myself you know what I'm gonna just get it fucking done yep. tonight and then I'm gonna sleep in yeah I slept in wake woke up at like 9 30 ish and um I opened my inbox and it's just like I punt out 50 emails and get it all done and I get like 70 or 80 back and yeah I'm like, and it's like wow it's like okay I just took like 20 steps forward another 300 back like yeah, it's great pretty much yeah that's yeah. when I re- see I just didn't get the sleep in so yeah you just yeah. didn't get the sleep <laughs> That's but same, when, same. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. when I realized, like, I need to fucking hire someone. Yeah. Like, You're like, I'm for, done. For some of these specific tasks because yeah. we're not going to get forward if I'm continually doing this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's all a part of the fun. But, yeah. so So, I say, for example, yesterday was the same. I had, um, like, a filming blocked out in the morning. I had a meeting followed by another meeting. So, and then, you know, I had sort of said, okay, from 3.30 to 10.30 I'm going to paint like mm-hmm. however long I lasted till, but that was my window and things changed very quickly. So I didn't get that the night before. Um, yeah, I had a busy day again and sort of got around to painting at like 3.30ish and I didn't get home until 10.30, 11 o'clock at night So okay. in the studio. So um, that's, yeah, in terms of commission canvases, I don't really take them on anymore at all. So n- now what yeah. I'm doing in my studio is – just me, like me painting what I want to paint, which is amazing. Wow. So I have a few here and there, but I just say to people, absolutely no timelines. Like if you're going to put pressure on me, not going to happen because it's going to show in the end result. Um, and people are like, but murals you smash out. I'm like, it's just a completely different yeah, um, yeah. ball game with that. So, so yeah. Of the, so. Bi- of the business today, and this sort of feeds back into the studio thing because I was thinking what's the studio giving you from a production point of view 
versus what you had at home. Yeah. I'm curious, like, where is your focus now in the business? Is it just on pumping prints and new designs and then stuff like the new NFT or is it something else that I've maybe missed? No. Um, I mean, to break it all down, so I've got my murals. I feel like how I am now, like fit, healthy, the murals are definitely not something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So I just want to do and explore how big I can go and sort of how much I can achieve. Um, so that's one element. I've got obviously my prints and now that's sort of turned into like calendars, T-shirts um, and things like that. So that's all organized upstairs in my office. Okay. And then um, downstairs is like all my mural equipment, everything, like there's lots of spray cans, big tubs of paint, like everything's organized there. And then I obviously have like my canvases there as well. So um, in terms of then obviously I've got my NFTs and I'm um, building my online course, so like education as well. And um, <laughs> yeah, so that that's sort of like I guess if you split them up into little things, things that obviously they yeah. have little arms coming off all of them, like <laughs> just freaking octopus stats everywhere. Um, but, yeah, no, you haven't missed anything. That's that's that sort of little little breakdown. So. so- Let's touch on the NFTs because this is something that we were talking about, like Discord and um, profile picture related projects and all that yeah. sort of shit. Um, so for people who haven't seen, you obviously launched an NFT. Yeah. So that would have been late last year, I believe. Uh, I think it was a collect. The collection was three one of ones, which was essentially a crossover of, you know, Elon, Kate Moss. Gary Vee, yep. essentially on superheroes. Yep. Um, now, the, I've seen some snippets briefly of the next collection, which is super cool. I am curious, are you going to do the – because yours are very much the art. Yes. Are you going to do the same thing or are you going to look at like a profile picture sort of project or do you look at that and go, oh, my fucking God? I At the start, I was like, oh, my fucking God, because I was just like, that's just like 10,000 of – like manufactured little things and and I feel like I've always been like more of a one-on-one, one-of-one kind of like, you know, you don't want a million people having the same thing sort of thing. But I have had some idea. I've got some really cool ideas. So I did, to answer your question, no, it's not going to stay um, one-of-one solely. Okay. Um, so but I am going to just ease into this journey and definitely not try to do um, – I've got some ideas surrounding Australian culture to do a PFP project might not be 10,000. Okay. But it will Yeah, I think 10,000 is just, just too, too much. much. Yeah. So, um be a couple of thousand whatever it may be. Um so I definitely want to do that. That the the reason I sort of decided I want to do like oh I want to sort of tap into that is because my first collection went a lot higher than what I anticipated. Yes, like my original self for that, but you know, being such a new space, I sort of expected to have to earn my stripes and sort of take step by step to I guess, you know, find my place in the in the space. Yeah. They did go a lot higher than what I anticipated. And I want, you know, people to buy in at a at a reasonable amount that, you know, you don't have two ETH or you don't have 1.5 ETH available. Mm. So my third collection will actually be nine pieces and there'll be eleven um, owners of each piece. All so right. the buy-in will be um, a couple hundred bucks, whatever it may be, don't quote me on that. Um, and then that way um, there is also an opportunity for more people to own one of those. Okay. So Nine, did you say nine? Nine pieces. One of ones? Um, no, so one of 11s. Ah, okay. Yeah, so there'll be 11, yeah. Variations. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. They'll, they'll be, you can purchase the, that one part of the piece for um, no variations, same piece. Um, similar to what Lush Shucks has done. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Um, and, but it won't just be a, a flat piece. It'll be animated and there'll be some different things attached. Because there was well. different, so we'll come back to when, how you found this space, which I'm very intrigued by, but there was like different iterations, right? There was when COVID first hit off, it was like the wave was just like artists. Yeah. It was just artists. Then we got into like generative art, which was like really whack shit. Yeah. Where it was like they would add, it would be squiggles on a screen. And yeah. so you get like um, like a Fidenza type yeah. project, which is just, it's ridiculous how expensive that stuff is. Yeah. So they're like wave one. Then wave two was what we currently have, which is this profile picture thing. You get like 10,000. Board 8 Yacht Club is the sort of example. Yeah. Wave three seems to be like 
either a, let's say wave two and a half was like DAO stuff. Yeah. You'd buy something and then there'd also be something attached to it. And then three is like games. Yes. I've done a pay, yeah, pay to play or whatever yeah. they, P2E or whatever the yeah. fuck they call it. Yeah. So, um, how early on did you find this? Was it from Lush Shucks? Because he really like fucking, hey yeah. man, I'm selling JPEGs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Genius. Um, no, it was probably the Beeple, the Beeple situation at, uh-huh. um, yeah, it was like March or something last year before then, maybe Feb. Um, March of last year? I'd, yeah, yeah. Really? That yeah. Was, that was, that's really recent. Yeah. Wow. So that's probably when I started looking into it more. And was that so the, 20, 2021 March? Yeah. Was it was about the, a year ago. It was the Elon Musk one or one of the, some of the whack shit that he had on Instagram. Uh no, it was when that that um the piece of like all of his work from the last however many years was put together that uh, sold. Okay. And I was just like, what? Like what? Like, yeah, right. I'd I'd heard of I knew of people, <laughs> but I didn't I yeah, like that was when I was just like, what, like, what, what's going on here? Like, what is this? Like, what's this thing? Um, so yeah, so I was pretty like, I guess still early to party, but like late to the party. I, a lot of people were talking about it, sort of, you know, September, October, early. November, um, twenty twenty. So, but yeah, so I sort of jumped on it when that happened and started researching it. That's when I started really diving in, just podcast after podcast, any video that I could find, um, and. I was like, oh, I've got an idea for a piece. And I like created a piece. And then I was just like, everyone's like, when are you going to launch it? And I, I just wasn't ready. So, um, yeah, I actually finished like Elon, the first piece of my collection in like April last year. And I didn't wow. drop them until December. So, And how did the whole Collings NFT thing come about? So um, I did a podcast with um, Christian and uh-huh. I sort of, we were speaking about it on the podcast this time last year. And I, you know, I had a lot of people approach me and say, oh, we'll do this for you and we'll do this for you. And not that I didn't trust people, but being such a new space, I didn't really know what to expect or who I could work with that would align with my brand and not try to get me to do a PFP project, for example, or try to be like, do this or do turn digital or do this. Um, I still wanted to sort of show that you could bridge the gap between, you know, digital files and um, physical artworks. And a lot of people... I was sort of speaking to screwed their nose up. They're like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, you know, like <laughs> I just did. why not, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, that was most of last year was just navigating and speaking to everyone in the space and it was so, you know, it was so hard to know what was right and wrong and which way to go. But I sort of, I said to Christian, I'm like, do you want to like work together? And he was like, oh. And then he called me, he's like, let's do it. And, and um, yeah, so we were very transparent about the fact that everyone was just in a learning you know, in a new space, we needed to learn, we needed to adapt, we needed to make mistakes. Um, and yeah, it's just like, even when I did my first drop, we had plans to release cards and, you know, the drop did really, really well. And we're like, we, we can't move forward with that. Cause we, you know, and she's just got to constantly change. Like you put all this effort into another project that I just decided not to drop it. And yeah, so it's just crazy. Yeah. And so you've never considered doing a PFP? I have, yes, only recently. So at the start I was like, oh, I'm just going to stick to one-on-one. But now um, I've come up with a really, really cool idea and, um, yeah, like very much Australian and I feel like it will be a good way to honour our country and stuff. So I'll, I'll see what I can come up with. Yeah. I'm not going to give too much away just yeah, in case don't. someone jumps on and it's like, oh, that's a great PFP project <laughs> idea. <laughs> What's the dumbest thing that you've bought getting into this NFT space? <laughs> um. We were talking about one before. Is that dumb? Uh, for me, I did. I bought it. So it's not that dumb. Uh, it could be. <laughs> I, I don't is, even want to say it just in case it, like, it does do well and then I'm like here the, calling the, it dumb. The the, the, gra- the grandpa <laughs> apes or whatever the fuck it is, right? See, I like – it's so funny because I tell people, I'm like, you know, look in the Discord, buy things that you can connect with that make you feel something. And I'm just like – fucking mad yeah, and I just cool. bought them like and I like I didn't do any of like what what I would advise people to do when looking into this space um but I I won I won one of them in a competition and uh-huh. then I looked and I was just like these are actually so quirky and yeah. so fun so that's why I bought in so look and you don't know like at the time it might be you think is like not the smartest decision but in six months time it might pop off and then you're just like cool like you yeah. know so so uh, the one I bought was the 
dad's ape yacht club or the dad's ape club or some shit like okay. that. So the thing that I learned is that they do really, really, really rely on hype. Yeah. Like with bored apes Massive. being the thing. And so I was like, oh, but they're cool, right? Because yeah. you look at them like, oh, fuck, is this like the next board eh? <laughs> and then you buy it and I'm like, I do the research and I'm like, oh, shit, like there's been these movements like of like, I don't know if you saw this, but they call them like crypto funks. Okay. So, you know, like crypto punks. Yes. They take basically the same thing and they flip them the other way so that the profile picture is facing the other way. And so they do really well on launch, but then – the CryptoPunks community with their funds in the, the DAO or the community basically sue them, OpenSea takes it down, blah, blah, blah. Wow. So what came from that is that people like the dad apes, granddad apes, et cetera, they will say specifically this is not associated with yep. Yuga Labs or whoever makes yep. the project. So it's really hard. And the thing is right now I just know I talking to you before about Nansen and that thing, mm. like – all the derivative projects are the one kick, kicking off right now. Yeah. But you just don't know what's going to last no, because no. like will the board sort of apes that pun. sue them or something? Yeah, I don't know. exactly. Yeah, and I'm so like and that's why I say like I'm, I make these decisions knowing that like nothing <laughs> yeah. is promised and like whatever happens, like you can't be like shitty at yourself for making those decisions. Mm. Like it's just the fun of it. So I bought a few like little artists pieces as well. Um, I bought like this Cosmic Cowgirl and then I tried to like swap it out for an airdrop and I stuffed it up. So, like, it just went poof into the thin air. <laughs> and then I, like, didn't get my payment from the airdrop. Too. I was oh like, damn gosh. it. I was like, how did I even stuff that up? Did you do the whole, remember SOS? Yes, that I did that. Did you do that? Uh, yep. What was the recent one? There was, um, um, fuck, the what the fuck dot gap, WTF no, dot I didn't get that fees one. or whatever it was. Another one was. Um, There's a bunch. Yeah, I did one recently. That's what I did and I didn't. And Okay, so people are probably thinking like what are these guys talking about? So there's all these like they're trying to be stable coins for the NFT world, let's call it. SOS was the one that has probably kicked off the most. Most, And I would say it looks like it's going to be sticking around Yeah, because people are actually using it. Yeah. But the, the thing is they basically get you to connect your wallet. It tells you. How much you've tracked yeah, yeah. on Ethereum or whatever. And yeah. then they just drop you some coins and then they help they hope to that gets initial adoption and then they build out the thing. And so what happens is it's it's at a certain value. And I'm like, where the fuck is this money yeah. coming from? Like they must be funded by a VC or something. Yeah. Cause I remember when SOS came out on like New Year's Eve, or sorry, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, there was like three hundred million dollars of Ethereum yeah. sold. I know, it's crazy. Like someone, I just, you know, do you go on Twitter? Yes. And you look at crypto yes. Twitter? Yeah. And there's like all these people saying like, hey, man, fucking great Christmas day. I just sold SOS for 10,000 Ethereum. It's so crazy, isn't it's it? It's mental. Yeah. Um, Did you keep yours? Yeah. Only because the gas fees were more than the actual Yeah, rate. I know. Yeah. I only got like, I think like and I only, By the way, or... I only realized that after processing it because I was just such a fucking noob. I know. Um, I just like click away. I just, yeah, I'm just, just like click, 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 click. <laughs> and I'm like, I like once like tried to transfer um, like wrapped ETH to ETH and I just like clicked the wrong button. So I paid like gas fees to like just do like to transfer it out. Like, but it was literally to the same like thing of my the own. same wallet. Yeah. So like I'm just like I just paid like a hundred dollars and it didn't even do anything. Like because I'm I don't really read. I'm just like click click click. click. Yeah. It it's is. So look, bad. it's really complex. And you got to be so careful. I've had to do so much fucking research. Like I said to you earlier, NFTs were the gateway drug to DeFi. Yeah. Having been in the finance space for years, that was like the thing. And even I found it insanely complex. Like it's yeah. just wholly unrealistic. I've gotten deep on like. Olympus, um, Mim, uh, Spell, Time Wonderland, that whole ecosystem. Yeah, I haven't even like dipped my little toe in that one. Yeah, so this is all just like these ecosystems of like decentralized protocols that launch these tokens. I think DAOs are really cool. DAOs are really cool. Really, really cool. Um, And so I would do – like what you said, I do transactions and so you go into like a – you ever use like a Uniswap or SushiSwap? Yeah, yeah. So you go on it and you're like, okay, I need to get this token. All right, so the token doesn't exist here now. I need the contract code. And I'm like, okay, so I'm buying Ethereum to Butterfly or Olympus or whatever it was. And I'm like, cool, I just bought it. 
I've got it. Now I just need to go to the website and stake this thing. Yeah. But then you go to the website and it's like you run out of gas because you have to approve to stake yeah. it, which is yeah. a gas fee. And then you've got it's to just stake constant. it. With, it's, it's just constant. It's a constant fucking fee. Constant and constant like fees as well. Oh, man, Like that's why crazy. all those like new platforms are coming out. They're like there's no fees. No like, fees, yeah. There's fees. Like there's there's like and if, if you don't sting them at the start, you're going to sting them at the end. Yeah. So like there's always but fees. <laughs> there's an Italian guy. You should look this dude up. He's fascinating. Daniel, Daniel Siesta. Okay. I don't know why he's, Daniela, it to me is still. Daniele. 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 Is that a masculine it's name? It's a masculine name. Okay. That's why when I go to Italy, they're like, Daniela. And I'm like, my name's Daniela. Oh, they're Daniela. like, Daniele, he's a boy. And I'm like, okay. Daniela and La. Daniela. La is in the feminine, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Daniele and Siesta, I think his last name is. And he that means is. sleeping. Having a little. I know. Just a little while. Because he just snooze another He's job. like a he's a walking meme. He's sort of like uh, they call it the Frog Nation. Okay. And he basically took that whole Dow ecosystem of like Olympus and Butterfly and all this stuff that was the real trend six to nine months ago. He took that code and he put it onto the AVAX or Phantom Protocol, which is just Ethereum where they bridge it onto like a second layer. So okay. it makes it really, really fucking cheap. Yeah. So the moment your money's in this ecosystem, you're paying like a cent yeah. for transaction fees. And because of that, Daniela and all these people that are involved in the frog nation, as they call it, it is dwarfed the size of Olympus and mm. Butterfly. So it's gone off the charts and like I kind of got to give it to them. Although it's not on Ethereum, I, I think that maybe these guys will be the ones that win in this whole oh, 100%. DeFi protocol space. Changes have to be made, especially with like all the fee, the gas fees and I've copped a lot of flack, understandably, for um, the energy like consumption of Ethereum and stuff. So there are there, there's going to have to be some and there will be people like that that yeah. pop through in your life. But then they also talk about like layer, like Ethereum 2.0. You, do you understand that? Where is it? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like everyone talks about this year being the year of like layer yeah. two. But they said last year. Yeah. So. Another one I've got gone deep on is like uh, this thing called Dopex. Mm -hmm. Such a great name. Um, Do you have like 600 hours in the day? Because I feel like. No. You just have something nah. stored that I don't know of. Like, I'm just having you mental breakdowns. you want to just let us in on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having mental breakdowns every day. Yeah, that was me. Overworking, morning. burnout. My yeah. brother, like, want me to print a photo of his face? I'm like, mate, I'm not printing a photo of your face. Like, just wrong time, bro. <laughs> what? Wrong time. Like, copped it. Copped the bro. What I don't kind I think of he was messing that? around with me. I think he actually needed me to print something, but he lost his chance because he was joking. How old's, how old's your brother? 31. We're all big jokers, but, like, there's probably, like, the 5% chance that, like, when I've actually got shit going on that I can't joke around. So mm. that was just he got unlucky. What, how long ago was that? <laughs> was this at, like, the depths of the launch of this NFT? No, this was, like, today when I'd, like, just gotten off a call that I mentioned earlier, I won't mention who with, that had <laughs> expressed their their love um, for me in terms of exposure um, and not getting paid. That's probably a really nice way of putting it. Yeah. Basically wanted me to work for free. Yeah. Um, and then I'd, I've had a, a deadline and my laptop crashed and my file wouldn't convert and I had to send it and then, you know, just everything at once. Like it's always at once. All the usual shit. Yeah. You've done a few interviews now since we last had you on. Before that, you'd already done a few, but um, there's obviously a few more. So that adds up to a lot of fucking interviews. Mm. What do you wish you could talk about in one of these interviews that you don't get to? I reckon I actually have never spoken about the the challenges of as a creative, like as in terms of the exposure card and things like that and, and paying creators and things like that. And ah. I think it's probably something that you would see yeah. a lot in what you do. Yeah. Um, as in like the frustration and dealing with people say, oh, this is good for you. Yeah. 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 And, and I, you know, the people that I mentor and, and, you know, young aspiring artists or artists, you know, established as well. I literally always say to them, I was like, as long as you, which is so wrong, but I said, if you come to terms with the fact that no matter how busy you are, no, how, no matter how successful you are, um, people will always think that they're doing you a favour. I said, yeah, you'll so be okay. True. You'll literally be okay. Yeah. Like you need to come to terms with that and anything better than that is always going to be a win. So. Yeah, in this day and age, 
it is a big thing for me because we get it all the time. Yeah. I say to the big one is like gifting shit. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, we've got this dog collar. <laughs> like, you've got a dog. Do you want to fucking do a post about it for free product? I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm not even going to bring this to them. Uh, there's no chance that they're going to p- post about it if you're not paying them. Yeah. If you want to, you are more than welcome to send this product and maybe if, you know, they film a story or something, then you get it in. But I can't guarantee you shit and it's just wrong. My dog collar is $15 though. Yeah. <laughs> like value. It's ridi- it's Hello. Rid- I know. Like, like, but it's like it, that's, yeah. It's so frustrating. And so we've even had this when we do content deals. Like people think, okay, sick, I've got this deal with – X network and this network is going to like legitimize me and yeah. all this stuff and I should give way on this or I should make sure that there's no like I should be very cautious about the contractual obligations. I'm like, fuck no. Mm. You want that shit in the in the contract. Mm. We've had instances where the contract will say like with the podcast, uh, we will spend up to the equivalent up to $50,000 and I'm like, well, you can spend nothing mm. on that basis. Mm. So I want a minimum in that. You need to spend at least thirty grand. Yeah, give us at least a window that will cover. That works. Yeah, yeah. And um, most of the time they're fine mm. um, because at that level you're dealing with okay people. But, uh, yeah, it's a question I get all the time. The biggest thing that I get on TikTok is talent, up-and-coming talent adding me and asking me questions about this shit, like how do I calculate my price? Yeah. Um, should I be doing this for free? Most of the times the answer is no. Mm. And to go to your point about these people asking you, like, you're going to be okay, there's a fucking reason they're coming to you. Mm. They understand. They've got the tools, the data, the yep. the capabilities to understand that you are meaningful. Yeah, and you're going to add value to their Otherwise, product why the fuck would they in waste some their time? way, shape, or form? That's the reason why they've come to you. Yeah, why would they bother? And and then you know, and these are big corporations that sit there and tell me what they can do for me for me <laughs> for one hour. <laughs> yeah. Yet I'm I feel like saying, well, what can you do without me? Because you've just come to me for my product, and I said, well, yeah. you can go to someone else. I said, but you've spent the last two weeks trying to, you know for this to eventuate into something. Yeah. But you're saying you don't want to pay yeah. because you can do all this for me. But but what can you do if you don't have my product? Yeah. Nothing. So pay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Even, like even on pricing, like we, yeah. will, we will quote things and the people will say to us, oh, well, the brand only has this budget. And I'm like, well, well do you agree that this is the value of X, which mm. is a 1,000 views or whatever it may be? And like, yes, we agree. Okay, well, then this is what you're paying for, like an average of X. Yeah. And you should pay it. Otherwise, you can manage their expectations and tell them that, no, you can't use that for paid media or you can't use this for licensing. Like, you wouldn't do this to someone who's on Home and Away or... Um, on Netflix or whatever, you're only doing it because this is so fresh and new. But that is changing. I think that... It is, yeah. People need to realise that the... I had this debate with a brand the other day. Okay. What do you think talent is? What do I think talent is? I think talent is a niche that the large majority of people cannot do. Okay. And they have a special um, talent or passion or something that a lot of other people can't do. So they should be valued accordingly. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And do you think it doesn't matter what medium or format doesn't matter. Existent. Could be yeah. anything. Because this brand was there's like, no there's no bubbles there's there's no there's no boxes that people fit into. It can be anything. Now you can and we've argue- learned that with the internet. Like yeah. you can you can have like the coolest farts and make X amount of money. For it. <laughs> like there's farts in a job. That yeah. is talent. Like someone else can't fart on demand. So you you rule. Like that's mad. Like, this reminds me of this girl who was selling farts in a jar and then she, yes. well, that she got admitted a- to her, <laughs> she got admitted to the hospital. It was on Frenchie and Tom's podcast. <laughs> Forty thousand dollars a week or something. She made a grand a fart. Yeah. In this jar. And, I'd be alright at but that. But she, <laughs> she, dude. I remember saying this to Lauren. Okay, like it, I just actually just like not even realizing. I just put my arm. I've got a fart tattoo on my arm. <laughs> so like, anyone have any jobs going? Because I'm dedicated. <laughs> I, I remember saying to Lauren, like, if I was a female, I would hundred percent be saying like farts in a jar. I'd be like doing weird shit mm. on OnlyFans. Like, yeah. I would just. I don't know. I just feel, maybe that's me. Maybe it's 
because I am male that I think yeah. that. But um, I just I remember if seeing I that had article. the time, that's what I would do. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my yeah, the market. <laughs> That'd market be my next talent. <laughs> um, no, on talent, it was really interesting. This guy said to me, he reckons the talent is people who are like on mainstream TV and movies, and I'm like, but talent's just talent, and what's more. It is way more ubiquitous than it used to be. Yeah. So it's not it's not typified by someone who's in the Hollywood sphere no. or whatever. It's like like what Gary V says. If yeah. you've got attention, yeah. attention matters. What's the threshold? Yeah. Brands tell us. Yeah. At least a hundred thousand something. Yeah. Views, eyeballs, listens, whatever it may be. Yeah. Something yeah. that is tangible. Yeah. And to me that's what it is. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. People who put, yeah, like I think, and that that's just that just shows, you know, their limitations or their inability to keep up with what the internet has allowed people to do at a young age now too. Like, yeah. you know, you used to be like, 18, what are we going to do now? You know, we've got eight-year-old entrepreneurs. You've got five-year-old freaking people <laughs> playing gaming and, and, and doing gaming and making money from it. Like, Yeah, there's that kid. Yeah. Um, uh, in America who tries like toys and he made oh, Ryan's toy reviews. That's it. He made twenty million dollars last year. What? It's fucked up. How old? He's probably six or seven. Yeah. So I wasn't even I was like, I'll go five because like <laughs> I can't really remember what I was doing when I was four, but five. But this yeah, kid's been like, doing it for three yeah. years and making that sort of money for yeah. three years. So he was second to Mr. Beast. Yeah. That's just I don't It's know. insane. Yeah. It's an insane So people who don't keep up with the fact that the internet and the digital world is literally, it's like fair game for all. Yeah. Like, I think as well it's old brands yeah. that are the ones that are consistently the ones undervaluing yeah. digital talent. Like uh, tell you who's a great brand to work with. They're more of a media brand, Lad Bible. Okay. They do a lot yes. of campaigns on behalf yeah. of brands. They not once have ever question me on pricing yeah that's They're amazing like, that's really cool to hear too it's really good and like, you always wonder you know like especially the ones that i think they started on facebook mainly yeah they yeah. did they yeah. started on facebook and, yeah um just memes and shit and yeah like their staff are like hey can you get adam to make a tune for new year's eve and it's going to be with this brand and like just whatever he wants uh, it's just going to be this long. I'm like, yeah. cool, here's how much it is. And like, sweet, let's do it. Yeah. A week later they've got it and they fucking love it and yeah. it's like it's so easy. And that's the thing when there's not that – this is what brands – sorry if you could hear that burp. Like it wasn't a burp, like, but it was like maybe just like cancel that out because I'm like, whoa, what was <laughs> that? It was like internal just roaring. There's the bubbles for you. Um, <laughs> but this is what people don't realise. Like if you value your talent, your end result is – So much better. Always going to be so much better and that is – like ripple effect from that is more value than what you've paid for in itself. Like, so it's just, it, it, yeah, the, the brands that are resentful and, you know, there's that tension and, you know, that yeah, hesitation and things like that. It's just like you're really going to see it in the end result. And I, for that reason, now I just say no. Like I don't even try yeah. and make it work because it's just going to reflect me yeah. in a bad light. So it's just, yeah. yeah. We, we've blacklisted You set a precedence for like, oh, I'll just take on that job even though it's like, you know. Yeah, and – there's something for brands listening to this. Agencies, talent, talent managers, they talk. Yeah. I've blacklisted two agencies from doing any work with us. Yeah. Which they probably don't give a fuck about. I don't really care. Yeah. But I tell other managers. I tell yeah. them what it's like working with them and I feel like people, I don't know, that shit gets around. Yeah. If you're, if you're a certain way and you're hard to deal with, yeah. that shit gets around. It does. It really does, especially. It is another world, like agencies yeah. and talent man management and stuff, but – Definitely does get around, yeah. So I asked you before about the thing that you wish you could talk about. What's the thing that you cannot fucking stand in these interviews that you get asked? What's your day look like? <laughs> I can never really answer that anyway because it's literally all it's over all the joint. Different. Like if you look at like a, a box of like someone who's just placed all these fucking random lollies and like there's no aesthetics, like there's just like they're just sticking to that's my day. Like that's mm. my day in a nutshell, just like. Just a shit storm of lollies and chocolates stuck together. <laughs> um, no, what do I don't? What do I not like? I guess a lot of these interviews, a lot of people just like, oh, The Rock, like uh, okay. for like the whole time because like they make. What's The Rock like? Yeah, yeah. What's Arnie like? Which like that <laughs> has been an incredible stepping stone, like to to and and he like I still have contact with him and I still you know value him. Like can't even put it into words, but there's so much more and there's so much more behind the scenes. 
to this picture and like yeah. there's much much more um well I feel like I can help people more if I you know if I really get down to like what what goes on and, and a bit more depth and things like that especially knowing like I you know I had my really amazing support around me but I didn't really know any artists that were going through what I was and I didn't really have any, any support in terms of like the art world so it was a quite a lonely journey at times so I think if you know if like if this is relatable to creatives in general, talent in general, um, and they're like, oh, I go through that too. Like that's normal. Like, yeah. you know, and it just, yeah. So. I know the exact feeling because when I think about it and I have significant people on and like even they're, they're, it's not The Rock or anything like that, but I know that question and it's mm. so frustrating. It's like you get a message from people who listen to the show or friends and like what's – What's Danielle like? What's, what's Sam like? What's this person like? Um, what's Steph Claire Smith like? I'm like, bro, I interviewed them once. Yeah. Uh, like they're nice people. We get along. The, I don't you know. know I, didn't, I didn't follow thing? them home and watch yeah. every encounter that they had. Like it's a pretty normal. If I think about all the guests and people and famous talent and all that shit that I've dealt with, 1%, 0.01% have been odd. Mm. most people are pretty fucking normal. Yeah, yeah. Particularly in this digital era, like most people are pretty normal. Yeah, the weirdest thing I've had is a guy who came in for an interview and um, when we back, used to have it back at the house, he just sat there on the dining table and he was just like scrolling on his phone, like not even engaging. I was like, oh, do you want some water or anything? He's like, no, I'm okay. And just went back <laughs> to like answering emails and stuff like that. And I think in hindsight, like he's not a bad guy. I think in hindsight he was probably just um, – bit nervous mm. and his interview was very short. Um, so there's definitely something about like introversion there, but I was yes. not expecting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, um, well, how would I? That's hard. Like that's really, very hard. Like it's a hard situation. And to- it's hard when you get in, you sit in this interview and I'm like looking at my notes and the time, I'm like, oh my God, we've only been going for 20 minutes and this is nearly wrapped. Yeah, wow. So, um, but I know I know that feeling and, and people just know you then would define you as, oh, that's Danielle. That's the the Arnie girl. Like, yeah, you know, it'd yeah, be yeah, so yeah. fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and 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 that's such a thing though. Like, if you think of celebrities who have done like bad things or had like bad publicity or bad light shine, sh- like shine on them, like that's what people remember them by. And it's just like that's not yeah. really like you know that's not it's not how the they only are. thing that that's not who they are. <laughs> it's so. like um yeah, there's been instances of that with um. When there was the Me Too movement, there's obviously people like a Harvey Weinstein who's clearly a bad individual, but you got like an Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. who, as it was worked out, didn't do anything wrong. Uh, it was just a date that was very awkward. I don't th- I don't think he even went to court or anything like that, but he was still like everyone now. I look at Aziz Ansari, I'm like, fuck, you're the guy, man. Like you're the guy who did something to a chick, but I don't even know what. Yeah. You just you but apply you just, this yeah, thing on that yeah, individual, yeah, and that and it's sort of like how do you undo that? I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think you can at all. I know, relentless. Um, all right, let's jump into some rapid fire questions to finish things off. I didn't actually ask you at the start what you wanted, but whatever, we can do it anyway. <laughs> um, Wait, what's this? What did I want? Rapid fire. Well, I normally oh, ask people yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, do they yeah. want to answer? Yeah, nah, that's cool. I like right, it. He's, Surprise he's, me. Here's your, cho- here's your choices, and you can pick two. So we got morning and evening routine. What's in the fridge at home? Food or drink of choice? Best purchase under two hundred bucks? Podcast, doc, or a movie you've been watching lately? And a billboard. If you could have it anywhere, what would you put on it? Can't be self-promotional though. Okay. So we've got billboard, media, purchase, food and drink, fridge, or morning and evening routine. What's the two that stand out there? I would like food and drink choice. I okay. What's your go-to? Food, I'm savoury, all savoury, no sweet. Really? Love salads. Okay. I make friends with salad. Do you, <laughs> do you have like a go-to lunch then? Like a Tuna go-to and sal- rice and avocado. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what about drinking But I love choice? it. Like it's not even like I love it. Like if less, um, my, my assistant in the studio, if she has it and I don't have it, I'm like I've got tuna and rice FOMO. Like I'm really jealous of her <laughs> lunch. Like. I have the same – I don't know if Jacob's worked this out yet, but I have pretty much the same thing every day. No. Which is um, – Do you the, get bored of it? I love it. 
It's like okay. a tuna and yeah, rice. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's either bread is the base or like uh, like water thins. Yeah. And it's always like mustard, salmon, dill, uh, dill pickles. Bit, Yum. Like pickle capsicum. See, I'm all about that. Rocket. That's, yeah. And maybe some like yogurt, a tiny drop of yogurt or cheese That's on top. That's fancy. Or avocado. Do you make that like when you're ready for lunch? Yeah. So like the thing fresh I put as, together, yeah, it's fresh. Geez, as. that is like that's like fucking love it. That's like not even a three ingredient lunch. Like that's like a that's that's impressive. I can't. I would like that too. I need variety. Yeah. I can't do. Monotonous what do you mean? You lunch. just said you had the same thing every day. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a walking contradiction. No. Okay. What what other questions stood out to you there? Um. Billboard, podcast, doc, or a movie, or best purchase. Um, podcast, doco, maybe, movie. All right. What, what are you going to recommend? What have you been watching? Podcast. I'm listening to Proof Podcast by Kevin Rose. Poof. Oh. Proof. <laughs> Proof. <laughs> the Poofet. Um, yeah, Proof by Kevin Rose. And I'm just like working my way through all of them. It's like all oh, yeah. NFT stuff. You like you like his stuff? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, he's he's good, but sometimes his podcasts can do my head in. Yeah, like when he does like when he did like the tech interviews, I, cu- I couldn't stand it. Yeah, that that's the modern tech one, isn't it? The separate uh, one. It's like I a can't remember. It was it was it's a long. Yeah. It's like three years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's like got separate ones now, so you can sift the shit. Okay, <laughs> proof by Kevin Rose. And yeah. Anything you've been watching lately that? You- um, no, I haven't been watching anything. Um, oh. I actually do. I've been watching a bit of LA, LA's Finest, which is such a. I love. Um, it's with Jessica Alba. I okay. love her, but like the show is really, really bad. So I wouldn't recommend it. But I just love her. So LA's um, Finest. Did LA's, you say? Don't even write it down. You can't write that down. You're gonna you're gonna watch the first one. And be like, this is the worst show I've ever watched. It's got twenty four percent points. I even checked that because I was like, am I really like tough crowd? But then when I checked that, I'm like, this. Is really Sorry, actually, it didn't even make the next like season. Yeah, Let, let's re rehash that. It's twenty four percent. This is what I find always interesting. Seventeen critics gave it an average of twenty four percent. One hundred and forty three audience members gave it an average of sixty two. Hmm. So it's not that bad. That's not bad. I, I've seen worse things at the sixty. It's like a crime show. Yeah, it's just a sort of your everyday show. Yeah. So, are you saying that it's being canned? I think so because I went to yeah. You know, she's a fascinating fucking individual. Yeah. Man. Remember the days of like Honey? Oh. You must have grown up with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey? That was like, like I've been obsessed with her since then. Um, I just love it. But she's such a, she's, again, like she's like such a normal girl, like such a normal person. I'd love Not to. Not that I know I haven't. Love to interview her. <laughs> Once Jessica Alba lying, but <laughs> yeah, no, I think <laughs> I really just, we're both walking contradictions <laughs> right now. I know Jessica Alba. What does she do? Oh, Never man, Into the Blue with Paul Walker. Fuck, I remember babe. that. She's such a babe. She did no, well, She City. thinks about like how she struggled being like a Latino um, woman like in Hollywood and stuff like that. And I just, yeah, like I just think she's done so well for herself. She's done very, very well. Yeah. I think that. For businesses as well. Community because she has to struggle. Uh, they often do well. Like I was reading this book about CAA agency and how they would help partner with talent to create new businesses for them. I had no idea, but even Longoria has a producer business, a production business that's doing or has done about $500 million in revenue. Wow. It's crazy. She's got her own makeup line too, doesn't she? Apparently. Unreal. Which is really, got, really fascinating. Yeah, Jessica Alba's got like that Honest company, which I think the is really on, cool. She sold it for like a billion dollars. Did she? Yeah. But really man, she did a lot of shit. Fantastic Four, mm. Honey. Do you remember Good Luck Chuck? Oh, who was that with? You'd recognize it. It was with this comedian... Um, Holy shit, there's a guy that I know, the kid that is mates with um, Will that was in this movie, oh. which is very interesting. Will, who's on our roster, you're probably like, who the fuck is that? A lot of movies there, Machete, interesting. Yeah. Where can people find you on the interwebs, Danny? Oh, um, look, I'm trying to branch out. So we've got <laughs> just Instagram's the main one, obviously, Danielle's artwork. Um, got a little TikTok happening. Okay. You're proud. Yeah. We've got like 1,900 followers. What's, We're getting there. What's your handle? Same, Danielle's artwork. Okay. And he's getting on it right now, look at that. It's dedication. Um, LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn's great. Danielle Weber on LinkedIn. Um, Discord, Danielle's artwork. We've got Twitter. 
We've got Facebook, Danielle's Artwork, got a website, www.daniellesartwork.com. There's a few there. There you go, Jacob. You need to link all of that. There's um, probably more too. <laughs> interesting. How to buy an NFT. Instaverse reality. Is this when you're on I uh, can't TikTok. Itch? I haven't worked it out. I need to talk to some of your friends, I think. Okay. This is, oh, my God. This is you trying to get on this fucking horse. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> Luke sent me that. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> that is so bad. Yeah. Um, Danny, thank you for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having a drink. We'll, uh, we'll catch you soon. Never too never too early to have a drink. <laughs> never too early. It's 2 p.m. somewhere. Yeah, 5. True. Same time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you liked it, do subscribe and, of course, like it on YouTube if you're watching as well. We'd really appreciate that. For audio, if you've not already listening on your podcast app, you can search for it on any good app, including Spotify, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. For video, if you're not watching, you can search Uncommon Podcasts on YouTube. It's the first one that appears every single time. For behind the scenes, do follow us on Instagram and TikTok. It's at uncommon underscore show. But until next time, thanks for tuning in.